Hey everyone, welcome back to Ascend Student Ministries Anchored Podcast. Today we are in Mark chapter 12. Mark chapter 12 reads, And he began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard and put a fence around it and dug a pit for the wine press and built a tower and leased it to tenants and went into another country. When the season came, he sent a servant to the tenants to get from them some of the fruit of the vineyard. And they took him and beat him and sent him away empty-handed. And he sent to them another servant, and they struck him on the head and treated him shamefully. And he sent another, and him they killed. And so with many others, some they beat and some they killed. He had still one other, a beloved son. Finally he sent him to them, saying, They will respect my son. But those tenants said to one another, This is the heir, come, let us kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. And they took him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. What will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the tenants and give the vineyard to others. Have you not read this scripture? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. And they were seeking to arrest him, but feared the people, for they perceived that he had told the parable against them. So they left him and went away. And they sent to him some of the Pharisees and some of the Herodians to trap him in his talk. And they came and said to him, Teacher, we know that you are true and do not care about anyone's opinion, for you are not swayed by appearances. But truly teach the way of God. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay them or should we not? But knowing their hypocrisy, he said to them, Why put me to the test? Bring me a denarius, and let me look at it. And they brought one, and he said to them, Whose likeness and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. Jesus said to them, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. The Sadducees came to him, who say that there is no resurrection. And they asked him a question, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife, but leaves no child, the man must take the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. There were seven brothers. The first took a wife, and when he died, he left no offspring. And the second took her and died, leaving no offspring. And the third likewise. And the seven left no offspring. Last of all, the woman also died. In the resurrection, when they rise again, whose wife will she be? For the seven had her as wife. Jesus said to them, Is this not the reason you are wrong? Because you know neither the scriptures nor the power of God. For when they rise from the dead, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. And as for the dead being raised, have you not read in the book of Moses, in the passage about the bush, how God spoke to him, saying, I am the God of Abraham, and the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are quite wrong. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that he answered them well, asked him, Which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, The most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is like this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And the scribe said to him, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one, and there is no other beside him. And to love him with all the heart, and with all the understanding, with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is much more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And after that, no one dared to ask him any more questions. And as Jesus taught in the temple, he said, How can the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David? David himself in the Holy Spirit declared, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. David himself calls him Lord, so how is he his son? And the great throng heard him gladly. 
And in his teaching, he said, Beware of the scribes, who like to walk around in long robes and like greetings in the marketplaces, and have the best seats in the synagogue and the places of honor at feasts, who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. And he sat down opposite to the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums, and a poor widow came in to put two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to this offering box, for they all contributed out of their abundance, but she out of her poverty has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. For today's nugget, we have Jake Wimpy back with us, sharing here on Mark chapter 12. So uh, for today's nugget of truth, I want to focus on the great commandment passage. The uh, chief leaders and Pharisees have been trying to trick Jesus into answering a question that is contrary to God's law so that they could accuse him with something. But they they come to him and ask him, what is the greatest commandment uh, or which commandment is the most important of all? And the way that Jesus responds is, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. And then the second, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment than these. Really what he has just done is summed up the Ten Commandments into two. Which, <laughs> So the answer is all of them, really. Then when you see at the end, he, he's asking the scribe um, some questions. The scribe responds to him and says, You are right, teacher. You have truly said that he is one. And there is no other besides him. And to love him with all your heart, with all understanding, and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as yourself, is much more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Jesus says, you have answered wisely, you are not far from the kingdom of God. Jesus does not say that he is in the kingdom of God. And this is an important thing. And it shows that one can understand what God truly desires for us, but still not live in a way that is honoring to him. That's what the scribes do. And that's that's what a lot of Christians today do. And I find myself even being tempted to do that is knowing what's right, having all this knowledge of what God says and what his word says, but then not really grasping that the purpose is to be in communion with him and to truly honor him with everything that I do in my heart. And it's not about necessarily keeping the commandments because we can't keep them. It's about trusting that Jesus has paid for our sin and has kept the commandments for us. You cannot be in the kingdom of God if you do not realize that. If you do not realize that Jesus is the one who paves the way for us to be in the kingdom, which is what this scribe who's trying to trick Jesus rejects, which is why he's not in the kingdom of God. That's good, J.K. Tell me more about what you mean when you say, hey, by saying these two, he really says all of them. Yeah, so we look at the two commandments that Jesus responds with. If you know your Ten Commandments, you know that the first four focus on God. There is, uh, do not have idols do not have any other gods before me. Do not take the Lord's name in vain and then honor the Sabbath. And those four commandments really push us to focus and love God. 
So that's what he says. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and strength. And then the last six Ten Commandments are summed up in loving others. And that is don't steal, don't commit adultery, don't murder, don't covet, honor your mother and father. And the last one is don't bear false witness or lie. So that is the second greatest commandment, which is you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And so really Jesus just says like all of the commandments are the great commandments and you should not break any of them. Yeah. And as you said, you know, this religious leader, the scribe who's coming to him thinks probably in his heart, he's doing all of these things, but Jesus lets him know, Hey, you're not far, not you're in, but you're not far. You're close. You're on the right track, but he's missing the context of what Jesus is trying to teach here about the truth of following God and obeying his commandments. You know, every time I read through this passage, I think about a little bit about something that we do with Rory when we do our devotions and questions that we ask her. So I've invited Rory to come on and talk with us a little bit about that and how she responds to these questions. But I also think it's important, and I would ask you to think about this as we walk through this, how these questions are easy to say, but very difficult to do. Okay, Rory, who is Jesus? The Son of God. And who is he also? The King. And what did he come to earth to do? To turn the world upside down. And how did he do that? To die on the cross for our sins. And what does he want us to do? To love with with our heart, mind, and strength. So we ask Rory those questions each time we're working through our family devotions because we want her to understand the purpose of those foundational truths to everything else that she is going to be learning and learning to understand about God's Word. And so as we ask her those questions, she answers those foundational principles that are going to form and shape the rest of what she's learning from God's Word. So the scribe in this passage, he understands parts of those. He understands the latter parts about what we're supposed to be doing from the Lord, but he's missing the foundation of who Jesus is. And so as we work through God's word, we start with the foundation of who God is, who Jesus is, what he's done for us, what he's calling us to do. And then we answer a final question based upon today's passage. What is he calling us to do as a way to focus our application each day about what we're learning from God's word. And so as you think through today, as you're studying this passage, maybe you've come up with other questions for yourself, but hopefully your study is centered on the fact about how you're going to understand and interpret God's word. And so find the answers to those questions, study God's word together, and know as you do that today, you are loved. You're-